Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. I'm glad you joined us today in the, in the middle of a series exploring Ephesians, the Apostle Paul's inspired letter to Christians in Ephesus and also to us today. Today is a vitally important topic, which is why I'm glad you're here. Vertical, vertical and horizontal atonement. You say, well, vertical, that's the most important, our connection with God. You're right. But also Christ came to bring atonement or atonement with each other as the body of Christ. Yes. Important topic. We're glad you're here. And welcome to the team. Good to be together again, right? Yes. And great to study this little letter. I love studying through books of the Bible. You see the whole picture. Yes. We're glad you're here. We've got some remote team members with us again today. Let's see, Leah, good to see you, Leah. We're glad you're with us today. And Sabina, great to have you with us. And Haiti, good to see you again, Haiti. Well, I'm always so blessed by our remote team members because they add insights. We can't fit everybody or bring them all from far away. We're glad that you're here too, though, because you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. And when we ask a question, you can raise your hand. You can make a comment. You can send us an email to sshope at hopetv.org. We love to hear from you. In fact, here are just a few emails that have come to us recently. And I want to thank Ray for writing to us from Canada. His, his uh, email really touched my heart. He said, I find myself coming back to Hope Sabbath School when I'm looking for direction and clarity with the gospel message. Mm, wow. I love the personal testimonies I've heard from various team members over the past three years. They're very encouraging. We absolutely cannot deny the work of the Holy Spirit when we see Him working in our personal lives and in society in general. People everywhere wanting to get back to right living, and I believe the Lord is giving us all a part, whether we're Hope Sabbath School or sharing good news locally. Is that right? Amen. God's going to use every means possible to share the gospel message. Ray concludes, may God continue to bless Hope Sabbath School. You are making a difference. Thank you. Well, let's give Ray a wave, shall we? Ray and Deborah, his wife, thanks for being part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Here is a note on our Facebook page. What, 179,000 on our Facebook page? And, and Smith is one of those. Smith writes and says, Hope Sabbath School gives me more understanding of the Bible. Amen. That's what we do, right? Yes. Hopefully so that we get that vertical atonement, right? That yeah. connection with God and how to teach the Bible at my local church with my family and with my friends. Mm -hmm. And we say, Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, that, that means, Smith, that you have become a witness mm -hmm. sharing the Word of God with others. Well, here's an old-fashioned handwritten note, and this note comes from a donor in New York State in the United States. And uh, she writes, Thank you, Hope Sabbath School team, for all you do with the Bible study over the years. My family watches the program, and we've been blessed. Here is a small donation for Hope Sabbath School. God bless you, and a gift of $150 Amen. to bless the ministry of Hope Sabbath School. Well, thank you, donor from the state of New York for being part of this great miracle. You know, we can all do something. 
and we're thankful for what you have done. If you would like to help us, go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the donate button and say, God bless this gift to help share Amen. the message of your unfailing love with the world. One last note from Kern on YouTube. You know we have a YouTube channel now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hope Sabbath School. Some people, that's all they do is they're YouTubers, right? <laughs> well, we have over 90,000 families joining us on YouTube, mm -hmm. and Kern is one of those, and Kern says, I just love Hope Sabbath School. I've been watching it for years. It's been such a blessing. I enjoy, listen to this as we begin to our study today, I enjoy how the lessons are both in-depth and yet simple. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much. Well, I think the teaching of Jesus was in-depth and simple, don't <laughs> yes. you? He wanted everyone to understand yes. what he was sharing. Well, I've got to tell you about a free gift. You say, Derek, I've already downloaded it. Well, good. This series on exploring Ephesians, we're offering a free digital copy of Acts of the Apostles. It's an amazing book. In fact, there are 40 chapters just about the ministry of the Apostle Paul, including his ministry to Ephesus and his writing of the prison epistles, which includes the letter to the Ephesians. You can get your free digital copy by going to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess, and right in the middle of the screen, you'll see a free gift tab. Just click on that tab and enter your information, and you will receive a link to download a free copy of this amazing resource. Friend, if you have a copy, tell your friends so they can download this amazing resource, especially while we're studying about the ministry of the Apostle Paul in this series. Right now, we want you to sing. Well, it's actually a scripture song that the Apostle Paul wrote, isn't it? Yes. I don't think he knew it was a song, <laughs> but it was part of his letter. And I'm thankful to my wife, Bodil, for putting it to music so that we can sing it. It's become precious to me already in this series. You can download the MP3 file and the sheet music from our website. You say, Derek, I've already learned it. Well, let's sing it together. Worthy of the calling, I therefore beseech you to walk. Worthy of the calling with which you were called. With holiness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another. Spirit in your body. 
I imagine the aged apostle, uh, we don't know exactly how old he was, but he had been through a lot in life, now imprisoned in Rome, writing this letter and just appealing to these wonderful men and women who've accepted Jesus as Savior, that vertical atonement, to, to also experience that horizontal atonement yes. in gentleness and lowliness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in, in love. love right with one not just with God but with one another that's what we want to study about mm. today let's pray father in heaven we thank you for your word including Paul's inspired letter to the Christians in Ephesus and we pray that you would make this by your spirit a word from you to our lives today as we continue exploring Ephesians in the name of Jesus we pray mm -hmm. amen amen, amen. amen. Well, as we talk about horizontal atonement, or at one meant with each other, we can't ignore, just in case someone's tuning in for the first time, and if you are, by the way, welcome to Hope Sabbath School, but we can't ignore that crucial is that vertical atonement, right? Mm -hmm. And so, Stephanie, yes. could you start our study off with a very important passage in Paul's letter to the Ephesians in chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, and then, Amy, I'm going to ask you to read verses 11 to 13. By the way, if you're joining us, uh, one thing that would be very helpful, if you have an audio Bible, listen through the whole letter because it puts it all in context, doesn't it? But let's talk about this connection, this atonement with God. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And you he, had, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us, in Christ Jesus. Mm. And let's read on in verses 11 through 13, Amy. Thank okay. you. Okay, and this is also New King James Version. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. I noticed two times uh, in verse, uh, 
well, but God, and then but now. Uh, there, there's a change, isn't there? Mm -hmm. yes. Why was it important? In fact, we're going to study about this more in this series. Why was it important for the Ephesians to know that this atonement, vertical atonement, being set right with God, was not just for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles? Anybody, why was that important? Yes, uh, Billy. I think they were, they were taught that, you know, they cannot get close to, to God because of misinterpretation of the scriptures. Mm. So it, they've, been, they've been educated that they cannot go near God. So mm. that's why Paul was emphasizing that, no, you can now. So it sure. was a re-education. Both, yeah. both may be a misinterpretation of scripture, but mainly uh, cultural tradition. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And that could happen today too, right? Cultural tradition that says, we are favored by God and you're not. Why else was it important? Remember who he's writing to here, uh, Leah. Why, why do you think it's important to, to remind the Ephesians that this uh, being set right with God is for the Gentiles too? I think it's really important to remember that at the time this book was written, it was so soon after the life and death of Jesus Christ when, when everything had been fulfilled, this was essentially a new faith. The Christian faith was just being, was just starting um, coming out of Jewish tradition. So there was a lot of getting used to this new progression of faith that a lot of people weren't used to because they were so accustomed to the tradition that guaranteed their salvation previously mm. that they needed a lot of reminders. Mm. And by the way, God's chosen people, the, the children of Israel, they were blessed of God. They were especially favored. They had a special miss, mission, preserving the way for Messiah mm. to come. But it was never so that just they could be saved, was it? Again, think about the context. I see a couple of hands raised on the screen, but Travis, let's go to you first. He's writing to people in Ephesus. Why is it important to remind them that the gospel is not just for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles? You know, Derek, I think I just want to build on what you said when, as I answer this question, and that is the message has always been for the whole world. That's right. It always has been. The problem is, is not only did the Jews fail to share that message, but they actually built a wall and excluded. So it got worse than just not sharing the message. Mm -hmm. And here's Paul. I believe this message was as much for the Jews as the Gentiles, mm -hmm. that their eyes would be open, that the Gentiles are, have always been included. Mm -hmm. So I think this was a message for the Jewish people in Ephesus, but mm -hmm. also to the Gentiles, that mm -hmm. through Jesus they were, they were included in this plan of salvation. All right. I, I'm going to go to a remote again. Haiti, I saw your hand raised. Why was it important uh, writing this letter? This is some years after his final connection with them to say, just remember that this is not just for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. I think that not only was Paul tearing down those walls of prejudice, which they had built up because God had accepted Rahab and Ruth and others. And it was clear that that wasn't from God, but uh, that, that distinction. But I think also that he wanted them to be accountable. Now that you know that there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile, that you are equal in God's eyes, um, you have a certain standard by which you should be living. And we know, based on the rest of the letter, that they were not living mm. in accordance with the, the will of God. Mm. All right, I'm going to come here, and then there's another mm. remote hand raised. Let me ask you a question before Jason comments. 
Of all the people who accepted Christ as their Messiah, mm -hmm. Savior in Ephesus, do you think some of them were Jewish? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, they can't yes. hear you, but you're not. Yes. 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 Do you think some of them were Jewish? Yes. Do you think some of them were Gentiles? Yes. Yes. Or do you think they were all Jewish? Jewish and Gentiles. No. They were both, weren't they? But, but again, as we've heard, there needs to be the reminder that the door is open for everyone. Yes, Jesse. Yes, I wanted to, that's the point I kind of wanted to make here is Ephesus is not a Jewish city. It is a city largely of Gentiles. And so if you're wanting to share the good news with the people there, you need to be willing to let them know, yeah, you're part of this group. It's not just, you don't have to become Jewish. You, you come into the family of Christ. Mm. This isn't just a cultural thing. This is a spiritual mm -hmm. thing. And that was the message of Acts 15, wasn't it? You don't have to become Jewish in order to become part of the Christian faith. Uh, Sabina, you've, you've been waiting patiently. Why, why was it important to remind the hearers in Ephesus uh, that this being set right with God, this vertical atonement was for everyone? So, Derek, I'm going to build up on what Jason was sharing. I think we had in a previous lesson uh, the opportunity to check what was that city about. So this was a port city. There was um, worship to a, a, a pagan goddess. And most of the people who were living in, the, in that city were, were not Jewish, right? And I can understand the Jews that lived there who were in the synagogue that Paul first came to, how protective they may became of preserving their traditions, and they were worried of what, uh, you know, the teaching would become. But even Paul, he gave the example by going to the school right next door, mm -hmm. which was a neutral place, to make sure that more people would have the opportunity to listen to that from a more neutral standpoint. So I think it's clear that this was a very important message also because of the context where he was. Okay, thank you for mm. pointing. I think Sabina made an important point. And Amy, I'll come to you next. Uh, his goal is not even just to reach the great metropolis of Ephesus. Mm -hmm. With how many, how big was it, Jason, do you remember? About a quarter of a million About people. a quarter of a million people, some consider the fourth largest in the Roman Empire. Mm. Uh, but he wants to reach the whole territory, as uh, Sabina pointed out, from the school of Tyrannus. It said the, the message spread throughout all of Asia Minor. Yeah. Yeah. So he's wanting to reach everyone. And there are a few Jews there, but most of them are Gentiles. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amy? I can't imagine or can't help but imagining what good news this must have been to the Gentiles. You know, it's like coming home from school and you can smell that mom made the cookies, but you can't have the cookie. Something good happened, but I can't have part of it. It's and not for, the, for you. Right, and for the Gentiles, so all of a sudden here, there's something good happening and it's for you too. That must have been so incredibly exciting and heartwarming for them. Mm -hmm. We've got to move on. I'm going to ask Nancy to read for us, if you would, in chapter 2, verse 14, because I think Travis mentioned something about a middle wall of partition, some kind of, what, mm -hmm. what is that talking about? Well, I think if we understand the culture of the Jewish people, we might find a clue. Could you read that for us in Ephesians 2 and verse 14, Nancy? I'm reading from the New King James Version, and it says, for he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Now, Bible scholars have, have uh, argued or had lively discussions, John, about what this middle wall of partition or separation is. Uh, what are your thoughts? I think verse 15 makes that clear for me. 
Uh, if I would you like that. to go ahead and read that verse as well then? Um, yes. All right. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 15 from the New American Standard Bible. It says, By abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. So I think the wall of partition is a law of commandments contained in ordinances. Okay. Anybody want to add? Was, what, did this bring any visual picture to them as Jews? Anybody know? Uh, <clears throat> Travis, you're nodding. Well, I think there's, there may even be a twofold message here. But one, I think, is that um, the, the temple that had been rebuilt, um, there was a wall I in there where the Gentiles were only allowed to come so far in the temple. One, mm -hmm. And the, the Jews were allowed closer. You know, like more access. And I think that's one point, that there was this separating wall. But I also think the veil in the temple um, is applicable in this sense. As, and Jesus, when Jesus was crucified, the veil was torn so that everyone has direct access to the throne of grace. Mm -hmm. I think you make a good point about that wall, though, because on that wall was inscribed that if a Gentile went beyond that, they did so under penalty of death. Mm. So it's sending a message, isn't it? <laughs> that, that, that you may have some kindness from God, but you can't enter in, yep. wow. let alone into the very presence of the throne room of God, mm. which is what is ours through faith Amen. in Jesus. Mm -hmm. John? So I think the middle wall of partition is really the ceremonial law. Uh -huh. And one of the examples that is given is circumcision. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, the Jews thought that if a person is not circumcised, then they are not chosen of God. Mm -hmm. And so Christ, by dying on the cross and by ripping off the veil, Christ said that the ceremonial law has come to an end. Mm -hmm. And not just the Jews, also the Gentiles are now part of God's family. Now, I'm going to share something personal with you, and then we're going to move on. Uh, I want you to sh reinforce what we shared from the teaching of Jesus, that the, this made this vertical atonement being set right with God is not just for one people group, but for everyone. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe about five years ago, I discovered to my surprise that I was 14% Ashkenazi Jewish. Wow. And I didn't know. I got a little bit excited. <laughs> and then I'm kind of directly related to Jesus, right? Uh, well, that's the European side of the Jewish connection. But yeah. I found out that my great-grandmother from Switzerland was Jewish. Wow. And... Uh, but I'm so glad I don't need that 14% yeah, in order right. to yes. accept the, the gospel message, right? Yeah. Amen. It's for everyone. So give me a Bible text. Lalika, do a little scan, all right? Can you think, we don't have to read them all, but can you think of a Bible text, maybe from Jesus, that reinforces that being set right with God by faith in Jesus our Savior is not just for one group mm -hmm. of people, but for everyone? Uh, maybe John uh, 3.16. Which says... For God so loved the world. Okay. It doesn't say God so loved <laughs> the Jews. The Jews. Jesus. Now, does God love the Jews? Yes. He does. Absolutely. Let's not be uh, segmenting the chosen from the unchosen. But, but you have made a good point. Another one. Nancy. I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. I'm part of a church plant. And um, just this Sabbath, I was teaching the Sabbath school for the children. And John 3.16 is what we were memorizing. And I thought everybody knew that, but there's this one little girl who's been coming who didn't know it. And um, 
I just thought, what a privilege mm -hmm. to be able to share this with her. Um, we, I was previously part of a really big church and it's, everything's working beautifully and all of that. But I feel, wow, to be part of this church plant, and by the way, we meet at a school, which reminds me of what Paul did. <laughs> um, um, during Christmas time, we had a Christmas program where we talked about baby Jesus and so on. Later, we were talking more about Jesus and this same little girl said, wait, I thought Jesus was a baby. You mean he, he's a grown up? You know, and so I just feel so, so privileged to be able to be sharing the gospel with people that are unchurched instead of just kind of congregating, talking mm -hmm. to, um, you know, other Christians who it's kind of like a, just a, a, a nice place to talk to everyone about what we already know. But we mm -hmm. have to remember that there are so many lost souls. It's for out everyone, there. isn't it's it? It's for absolutely it is for everyone. everyone. I was thinking of what Jesus said to Zacchaeus or to the people at his feast. Mm -hmm. Billy, do you remember that? The Son of Man yeah. has come to seek and, and to save. When he sent out the apostles first, he sent them to the lost sheep of the house mm -hmm. of Israel. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he loves them too, right? Yes. Yes. But to seek and to save the lost. The lost. That includes yeah. everybody. We're going to yes. move on in our study because I just want you to know as we talk about the vertical being set right with God, he also wants something to happen on a horizontal yeah. level. Mm -hmm. And uh, Billy, could you read for us, actually John read for us verse 15, but read verse 15 and 16 of Ephesians chapter 2. We're talking about how what Jesus did for us in this mm -hmm. vertical dimension mm -hmm. also will impact us on a horizontal level. Yeah. And I'll be reading from the New International Version. Um, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commandment and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, uh, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. So this idea hmm. of... of ending all of the hostility, all of the division. Mm. Now, John mentioned that, that these commandments referred to in verse 15 was the ceremonial law. That, that those rituals which were given by God pointing yep. to Messiah, right? That's, right. Mm -hmm. That's done away with. Some people say, no, no, it's the Ten Commandments, not the, not the ceremonial law, but the moral law that's done away with uh, in Christ. How would you respond to that? Mm. Anybody? Remotes? Team members? It's, what would you say, Lalika? So just thinking about making us one, if we really read about how Jew sees us, means everyone that is not Jew, in that time we would understand the, the, the magnitude of what Paul is saying here. The Jews, they wouldn't go to the house of a Gentile. They wouldn't commune with a Gentile. Uh, they have, a, even for those who after accept the God, their God, wouldn't get closer to them in the worship of their God. So many other things. God did uh, call Abraham and through Jacob to create a new nation. And circumcision was one of the things that will um, separate them show them that they are a chosen people to bring that light 
to the nation. But in them trying to preserve uh, um, it, um, the, uh, their calling, they went too far in, uh, to the point of thinking that they are the ones that's the only ones that are going to be saved. Right. I'm going to stop you right there because I want to go to the Ten Commandments if I can because that was the question, right? So here, just imagine if the goal is mm -hmm. to bring us all as one, how would the abolishing of the Ten Commandments help with that? Mm. <laughs> Anybody know what are in the Ten Commandments? Jason, name some commandments that if we do away with them, it's certainly not going to help us all be at one. Well, one of the commandments is do not kill, do not murder. Don't destroy the life of another person. All right. What's another commandment, Amy? Don't commit adultery. Don't commit adultery. What's mm -hmm. another one, John? Thou shalt not steal. Don't steal. What's another one? Honor your father Don't and your mother. Honor your father. What sense does it make if the goal is not only being one with God, mm -hmm. but one with each other, that mm -hmm. we would do away with all of God's moral law? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense at all, does it? Now, what is done away with is all of those Jewish ceremonial laws pointing to Messiah. Why? Because Messiah, Messiah has came. He's come. He's come. And He's come for? All of us. All of us. Thank you, Nancy. He's come for all of us. And so we're going to see this oneness. Now, I'm going to ask you to read, and Sabina, if you could read for us, please, in two other places in Ephesians 4 verse 32 and 5 verse 2 because it's not just in this passage that he talks about reconciled relationships. Yep. Ephesians 4 and verse 32, please. Okay, I'll be reading from the New King James Version in Ephesians 4 32 says, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Okay, I'm going to have you read verse, uh, hold just a second, Sabine, I'll have you read 5 verse 2. But did you hear that? It could have just said, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what did it say? That's what right. did you hear? Even, even as, as God, God in Christ. So, just as Vertical, the vertical. That vertical through Christ, so also the horizontal. All right, Sabina, could you read on in chapter 5, verse 2? Yes, um, it says, And walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given himself to us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Do you see those two dimensions again? Anybody, what, what's walking in love? Mm -hmm. Walking as Christ walked. That's the horizontal, yeah, the right? That's with each other. Yep. But he doesn't just say, walk in love. Um, let me think of something else to tell you. Walk in love mm -hmm. as Christ. As Christ has loved us. You see, he's emphasizing both dimensions yep. in a yes. relationship. Now, yep. do a scan of Scripture with us, because Paul didn't, wasn't the only one to think of this. Um, where else in Scripture, maybe especially in the teachings of Jesus, mm. do you see, Billy, I see your hand there, this emphasis that when we're right with God, it's not like, well, I'm right with God, I don't care about effect, I don't even like you, right? <laughs> no, this connection, a vertical atonement, will be mm. reflected in horizontal atonement as well. Billy? Yeah, speaking of you know, not liking, uh, uh, Matthew 5, 
uh, verse 43, I think in 44, uh, Christ says, you know, love your enemies, pray for them. And, he, and the, the, the act of loving your enemy, but also bringing them before your Father, before God praying, it's almost like that mm-hmm. vertical connection um, and that horizontal connection is happening for the worst of the people, mm-hmm. that, the people that you don't like. I'm hearing the scripture that. song, my wife, you've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Mm-hmm. But I say to you, love your enemy, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you and spitefully use you, that you may be called children of your Father in heaven. Yep. Great text. Anybody else? Can you think of a teaching? But did you see both, right? Mm-hmm. You're fa- you are children of your Father in heaven. That's the vertical atonement. But, but let that impact you on a horizontal level. Lee, I see your hand raised. I'm thinking of um, text in First Thessalonians, another one of Paul's letters. Um, in verse or in chapter three, he speaks about um, increasing in love for one another so that we can be found blameless when the Lord comes again. Um, and just this idea of, of creating an atmosphere where you can produce more ministry and build the kingdom so that there are more saved when he returns. Beautiful. So let your saving connection mm-hmm. with God not only make, cause you to love others, but seek for them also to be saved. Yes. Because mm. like you told us earlier, Nancy, this is for how many people? Everyone. Oh. It is for everyone. It's so important to realize that. Sabina, I see your hand raised too. Uh, Derek, I also really like John, uh, John 13, 34 and 35. That's when Jesus, he is sharing the Last Supper with his disciples. And then he tells them he's giving them the commandment. Would you like to read that for us, Sabina? Would you like to read it? Shall we read it? What translation do you have there? So I have New King James Version. Okay. And that's John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. And it says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another, by this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Thank you. So I also sharing. think it reinforces both the horizontal, yeah. because he's <laughs> saying how he have loved them. He's speaking about the horizontal relationship of God with us, and then how people would know that we are, that we have this vertical relationship because we are sharing love with those around us. It's almost like every verse we're reading, we're seeing that now, aren't we? Love one another as I have loved you. you. Uh, Haiti. Um, I was thinking of Matthew 22, verses 37 and 38, um, when Jesus is asked, which is the most important commandment? And he says, Would you like to, you're going to read that for us? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's Matthew. Matthew. 22, 37, and 38. Thank you. And it says, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so there we see again that vertical relationship and then the horizontal relationship. (laughs) It's like it's throughout the whole Bible. Now I want to move on. I know someone's raising their hand maybe in Zimbabwe or in uh, the Philippines and saying, 
Derek, I have another one. And that's good because this is throughout Scripture, isn't it? Mm -hmm. When we have that restoration of relationship with God, what we call atonement at one, made at one mm -hmm. with God, when we have that vertical atonement with God, it will impact our relationships yeah. with those around us. Now, mm. if, that is, if that is God's ideal for us, you can imagine that Satan would want to interrupt that, right? That's right. So what are some ways that Satan and his evil angels, the, what's called the kingdom of darkness, what are some ways they would try to uh, disrupt what we had in our song, the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Nancy? I think by distraction, we get really busy and then we think, I already know what the Bible says. And then we lose that daily continual connection with mm. God. And before we know it, we're not treating people right. That is mm. so important. <laughs> what Nancy just said, not only when we're connected here, will be connected there. But if we get disconnected in our relationship with God, not that we've necessarily abandoned Him, but we're, we're distracted from that strong relationship. Mm. You're saying it will affect the horizontal. Mm -hmm. John? And I also see that uh, Satan attacks uh, human relationships because sometimes when that happens within a church context, that causes people to leave not just the church, but even the relationship with God. Mm. Mm. And so there's that close relationship mm. uh, between vertical and horizontal atonement. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is really practical, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Travis, do you have a comment? Well, I was just thinking, you know, as we're, I was studying this, and, and this will be coming up in one of our future lessons, but Jesus said to the Jews, He says, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but these are they that testify me. And the very lesson we're studying today we see this division, a division of, of uh, Jew and Gentile. He's, he's, he's using cultural, uh, racial, I mean, Satan will use anything that he can, mm. but the vital thing here is that they were searching the scriptures because they thought that was the thing, but they testified of a loving savior. Mm. Jesus is the thing. It's one thing to know the Bible, but do you know Jesus? And the mm. next verse says, yet you refuse to come to me that you might have life. Mm -hmm. right. So um, yes, Sabina, and then Amy, I see your hand. So the Bible says in John 10, uh, 10, 10, 11, it talks about how Jesus came to bring life and life most abundant, but then how Satan He's the one who is working to impress and create destruction, uh, death, you know, and uh, division. So I think that every time that we experience in relationships or even in the world where we see what's happening, that we see that there is, you know, destruction, that we see that there is stealing, that we see that there is killing, we know for sure that Satan is also influencing and working with our fleshly, uh, inclinations to cause division, to cause destruction, to cause death. You look, there are wars. You look, there are uh, sickness also that he he can uh, burst with various sorts of habits and things that are unhealthy, such as drugs, for instance. So we have a big list of things that Satan is trying to do. So we need to be watchful. Mm. You know, I suddenly realized that I'm going to come to your point, Amy. 
I suddenly realized maybe someone's watching, maybe you're watching today, and, and something's fractured like Nancy was talking about. Maybe a marriage is fractured or a relationship with a child is fractured. And, and the human response is to try to fix it. Mm-hmm. Now, it's good to want to have restoration, but if I'm hearing what the Bible's teaching, maybe I should be focusing on making sure the relationship with God, that vertical mm-hmm. atonement, is really strong because I'm praying the wisdom and the love of God. Didn't we talk in a previous study about wisdom and revelation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that would flow through me to bless that yes. horizontal relationship. Maybe that's where we start. Uh, Amy? Yeah, that was exactly the point that I was going to make is that when I think about the vertical and horizontal, I see an addition sign, right? If we're thinking math, and if my relationship with God is good, then my, it gives me the, the strength and the grace mm. to do the horizontal right, so I will add. But if I lose that, what am I left with? You I'm just left with just a, a subtraction sign. <laughs> yes. I'm going to have troubles there. I'm going to mm. be losing relationships and, and struggling. And so that is that vertical for me that's so, so critical mm. that I stay connected. Yes. Um, that, mm. that I have that daily connection with God so that I am getting the grace and the love and the things that I need in order to keep the horizontal. So we're praying as we're having this discussion because someone's watching where there's some... There's some uh, dislocation on the horizontal level, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe someone who's feeling very pious and religious, but they're missing the horizontal mm-hmm. atonement. And so really, maybe there's just a strong religious behavior, but not a strong mm-hmm. connection with a God who loves us, mm-hmm. immeasurable and unfailing love. Yeah. I want to give you an opportunity to testify, because one of the things we hear over and over again in the little emails is how the mm-hmm. testimony really blesses someone's heart. So uh, whether you're joining us remotely or you're here uh, in the studio, is there someone who would like to share a time that God impressed you out of your relationship with Him that there was a horizontal relationship that needed to be restored? Now, we're not talking about earning salvation. I see two remote hands go up here. We're not talking about earning God's favor. We are accepting His redemption by grace through faith. Amen? Amen. And He says, let that flow out to bless your other relationships. Uh, Let's go uh, first to Haiti. Haiti, a time when you, out of that relationship with God, said there's something on a horizontal level (laughs) that God wants to heal, to restore, to bless. So years ago, when I first uh, came to have a true relationship with God, I would pray a lot every day. And as I would pray, the Holy Spirit would impress me of different things that I needed to modify in my life or different people that he wanted me to intercede for and pray for. And there was this one person that had offended me. And any time that I was praying and their, you know, um, like their face would flash in my mind, I would not be able to pray for them. (laughs) And the Holy Spirit started to convict me and say, you're wrong. You know, maybe they did something to offend you, but you're the one that's wrong now because you're holding on to resentment and not forgiving them. And I need you to be able to pray for everyone because in doing that, you're showing me that you love everyone. So he continued to convict me and I was like, so what do you, what do you want me to do? And he impressed me that he wanted me to call this person and ask them to forgive me for my feelings of resentment. 
And I struggled with that greatly. But after praying and praying and praying and just continuing to have the Holy Spirit put that conviction on my heart, one day I prayed, called them. I told them, you know, when you did such and such a thing, you offended me. And they didn't even know that I had felt that way. They didn't even know, you know, and they were completely oblivious to it. And they automatically started to do what human beings do. Well, defend, well, oh, well, it's because of this, it's because of that. And I said, stop, I didn't call for any of that. I called because I'm the one that's wrong because I can't pray for you because of those feelings of resentment. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit has shown me that he wants me to be able to pray for you. So I want you to know that I feel this way, but I'm wrong and I am sorry. Will you please forgive me? And then we prayed together and we hung up. And after that, I just felt this relief, like this weight was lifted off of my shoulders. And then I was able to pray for, for them from then on. Amen. Well, I, I know you can't see us all, Haiti, in the studio, but I was just doing a little dance here because uh, that's a beautiful illustration, isn't it? Uh, of how that vertical connection can bring healing, mm -hmm. restoration uh, on, the, on the horizontal level. Leah, I saw your hand raised as well. A, a testimony of uh, God said, hey, there's something on the horizontal level I want you to, to address, maybe uh, some healing or some, uh, some blessing. Like you said, when you look around and you realize that things on a horizontal level are not at peace, you need to start focusing on, on what's happening with your relationship with God. Um, I was entering a season of ministry a few years ago that I had been involved with before, um, but unfortunately, the year previous, I had allowed myself to get caught up in a bit of a gossip chain about a particular member of um, the mission leadership. Um, and I was going into this new season of ministry. I was going to be working very closely with that individual. Um, so as I was preparing my heart to enter into this season, um, the Lord very, very much convicted me um, of my wrongdoings um, and that I needed to, to bridge this gap, to use that vertical um, atonement horizontally. Um, and I, with the strength of the Holy Spirit, I reached out to this individual and um, I just offered my apology and I asked for forgiveness. And um, I was met with so much grace and that person actually ended up being the biggest advocate for me in that season of ministry, someone that um, I could lean on as um, just a spiritual mentor, someone who I could go to when I needed prayer um, and a true friend. So it was really beautiful to see um, God use grace on me and then that person use God's grace on me as well and, and just bridge that gap. So I used the vertical and it became horizontal and it was, it was beautiful. Thank you Amen. so much for sharing. Wow, this, this is like, this is so practical, isn't it? Mm. And, and um, I'm trying to remember who was the one that read from John 13, this is the sign. Uh, was that, that was you, Sabina, wasn't it? Um, this is a sign, you know. This is the sign, folks, mm. that you're my disciples. Mm -hmm. yes. yes. That this vertical relationship has impacted the horizontal yep. that you love each other as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. Well, we want to go to the last section of our study, which is on peace with God. And it's not uh, unrelated, is it? 
Amen. Amy, I'm going to ask you to read verses um, 17 and 18 of Ephesians 2, because if we're loving each other, in fact, the testimonies we've heard are about peace, yes. aren't they? Yes. <laughs> that peace comes. Yep. How, how does Paul write, uh, continuing on in Ephesians 2, 17 and 18? And this is from New King James Version. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So he came and preached peace. The he is who? Jesus. 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 Uh, and do you remember the prophecy 700 years before Jesus, before the Son of God was incarnated, Jesus of Nazareth, born of, of the Virgin, uh, 700 years before, mm. pr the prophet Isaiah called him the Prince, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Thank you. Yeah. Other things too, like Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting, right? But Prince of Peace. Yes. Mm. So my question for you, in this context, what we're learning about vertical atonement and horizontal, mm -hmm. my question is, the peace that he came and preached to us who were afar off, was that talking about peace with God or peace with one another? Yes. <laughs> yes. Someone said, uh, Derek, is there a multiple choice mm -hmm. answer, all of the above? Yes. And the answer is absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, it, it affects, brings peace in both locations. Yes. Now let me ask this question. Is it possible to have peace in the horizontal relationships without having peace with God? Yes. Mm. Uh, John says yes. Uh, Jason's kind of <laughs> dancing on the front, but I know what he's trying to say here. He's trying to say it's, it's problematic. Yes. Um, in fact, I'm, I want to take you to one other verse in John 16, because peace on the horizontal level will probably okay, be all right if things are going well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, would you read that for us, Jason, in John 16 and verse 33? <laughs> yes, uh, the New King James says, John chapter 16, verse 33, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So when tribulation comes, if you're simply depending on maintaining peace mm. on the horizontal level, <laughs> work. Amy, work. what's going to happen? It'll fall apart. It's not going to last. You know, I mean, we can try, right? But unless there's a peace that transcends, we're in trouble, yeah. right, Travis? The peace yeah. that we have with Jesus is a peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm. It's a peace forever. Yeah. It's interesting, Derek, when, when Moses, in the book of Hebrews, it says he chose to suffer the afflictions with the people of the children of Israel than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. So I would suggest to you that according to the Bible, that even if you have peace without that vertical connection, it will only be temporary. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. When the circumstance becomes too difficult, That's right. you'll lose your peace. Yes. But you talked about a peace that passes understanding. That will also be manifested on a horizontal level if you have that strong vertical connection, right? That mm -hmm. vertical atonement. Mm -hmm. It will be, and people will be astounded mm -hmm. 
that, that there's peace in the midst of great turmoil. We're Amen. seeing that, and this is an evergreen program, so I won't mention countries, but I know, Billy, you work in disaster relief with ADRA. We're seeing that in different parts of the world in the midst of great turmoil, right? Yeah. That there are people who are still at peace and, 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 and working to share the love of God in a beautiful way. Uh, would you want to respond to that? And then I see Sabina's hand Yeah, raised. and um, I was in South Sudan when they were having um, the, their civil war was at the heat of it. And mm -hmm. when I was there, I remember um, I was in the front line where, you know, uh, uh, different groups were attacking each other. And there was just that one little piece in the camp where all the humanitarian aid workers were there. And um, mm. I, we were caught in the crossfire. Mm. And I needed to be, make peace with the fact that am I here for my own selfish reasons or am I here with mm. uh, that uh, God, uh, where God sent me? And when I made sure that I was where God sent me, that I was at peace. I, was, I slept like a baby <laughs> the next night. And the, the attitude that I projected when I eventually went out and visited the, the uh, villagers was one of peace, was one of, I have a connection with God, and I needed to project that, and that was needed. And when they appreciated that, because uh, more than uh, what they needed, which was like uh, um, uh, we thought w would be food, water, they wanted hope. And mm. when I spoke to them about the fact that you know I have a relationship with God, these are the messages of hope coming from God, just by being kind and sharing that, they felt that they felt that there is a. It, the peace that the world is, uh, you know, through uh, um, the bilateral accord saying that, well, there is peace between the, these two different parties, like um, Travis says, they are temporary. Um, so uh, what I found out was that the peace of God was the, the best, and projecting that was very important. You know, the Apostle Paul says, we've just got a couple of minutes left, the Apostle Paul says, and he's quoting actually from Isaiah, also in Isaiah 52, yep. 7, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel of peace. I'd like to close with, with an example from someone, a testimony. When you felt blessed and privileged to share the gospel of peace with someone, peace with God and peace with one another. Anyone have a testimony to share of a time when you were able to share the gospel of peace? Travis? You know, Derek, just yesterday I was talking to a gentleman that I had met at a post office. His name was Brian. And I shared, he was a Christian, but I shared the gospel, he says to me, in a way that he'd never seen it before. And I saw such a change in his life. At the post office. When we studied together for the last two years, and he was always, like, criticizing other people. This guy never talks about anybody ever anymore. And I just told him yesterday how proud I am mm. of him in his walk with Jesus because I have seen a physical change mm. in that man's life. Amen. That vertical connection has changed. His view of God has changed and he's become a new creature in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful testimony. We've got 30 seconds, Haiti, for you to share a very short testimony as we wrap up. Uh, well, I was um, with with a few moms who would drop off their kids at the bus and wait for them and we would talk every day. And they knew that I went to church, but they didn't all, you know, maybe know about in detail what I believe. And one time I prayed, God, I wonder if these people know what I believe. I wonder if they can tell that I'm different. And in a couple of days, maybe a week passed by and one of the moms and I happened to be there alone. And she told me 
my kids have been asking me about God and about the Bible, and I don't know what to say because I was not raised in a Christian home. I wasn't taught anything about God. And from then on, she and I, all we did was talk about God every day. Unfortunately, she was about to move. So I only had a period of maybe two or three weeks where I was able to talk with her. Um, but in that time, all I did was plant seeds for God. And I gave her a, an extra Bible that we had. And one of her kids told me, thank you, because you gave mommy that Bible and she's been reading it with us. Praise I didn't get God. to see the fruits of that labor, but praise God, I planted some seeds. Yes, you did. And someday you'll see the fruit of that. And someday we will see all of what that vertical relationship has done to impact yes. horizontal relationships. My friend, God wants to transform every aspect of our lives, doesn't he? He wants His love through that living connection with Him as our Savior and Lord to flow through us and bless all of our relationships. That's my prayer today. What about you? Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for this beautiful picture of the way that our relationship with you on a vertical level can transform all of our horizontal relationships. God, if there's someone that needs love, needs healing, needs blessing, show us. And thank you that we can trust that you will lead and guide us each step of our journey. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. You know, when you have a living relationship with Jesus, it changes everything. Go now, be a blessing to those around you.